Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the crime critic. Today, y'all, I got a great episode for you. I'm talking to a guy named Don Clemens. The reason that I want to to do this episode with him is uh, most of you that have been listening to me out there, you know how big I am on juvenile offenders and how they're treated in the system when they get out of the system and having the proper resources to uh, transition from this mindset to a mindset of success. And I've been blessed and privileged to talk to this young man. And uh, before I introduce him, let me lay the foundation for you a little bit. This young man, from what I was told, and if I say anything out of pocket, we'll correct that as we go through this show. But this young man came to prison when he was 16, did 25 years, and got out, right? And came back. But the story, how all of this came about, and what he learned in here, and what he learned out there, and how he went about conducting his life, is something that I think that everybody needs to hear. And with that said, I'm going to introduce you to Mr. Don Clemens. How you doing, brother? Doing good, Joe. That's good. Appreciate you having me here today. Oh, look, it's my pleasure. Trust me on it, it's my pleasure. Now, uh, when I saw you last night, going to jump right into this, y'all, so y'all sit back and relax on this one. When I saw you last night, um, first time meeting you, yes, we got to talking, and you made a comment about, you said something about a hard reset. Absolutely. And you were talking to somebody else, and I interjected myself into the conversation, and because I was curious about what you meant by that. You know, you were sharing your story, and I wanted to know what that meant, and you started to explain that to me, and it led to us talking. And, and you started to share your whole story with me. So with that, introduce yourself to the people. Uh, tell them whatever you want to tell them. And then we're going to jump right into this interview and why I really wanted to talk to you. So uh, go ahead. All right. My name is Don Clemens. I'm 42 years old. Uh, in 1996, I was convicted of second-degree murder and aggravated robbery. I've sentenced to 37 years. Um, that was the plea agreement I took as opposed to taking a life sentence that was looming over my head. So I spent 25 years incarcerated, um, and I was released in May of 2021 with what I believe to be all the tools necessary to succeed upon release. Unfortunately, well, let me let me jump in real quick. I don't want to break your stride. Now, you said you thought you had all the tools necessary. Absolutely. So what were they? So the tools I thought I had were necessary were each and every program that the Tennessee Department of Corrections offered in terms of a rehabilitative program. Um, if it was there and available, I took it. You Anger took management, it. therapeutic community, yeah. uh, pro-social life skills, cognitive behavior, whatever I could do that I felt that the state offered, that's what I took because I wanted to be prepared to get out and, and, and put myself in a position for success. Okay. Not to mention, I took up a vocation at that time when I was very young and I become a barber. Gotcha. Um, and that was the trade in which I intended to use when I was released. Okay. Now, okay, get back to where you was at then before I interrupt. So, so in, in May of 2021, I was released um, with, with great excitement, right? I, I envisioned my, you know, freedom for many, many years. After 25 years? After 25 years. Walking counted. out the door? Yes, sir. Walked out, to, walked out the door to a great support system. I had about 15 people, I think, maybe a little less than that, in the parking lot watching me depart from the place I grew up in. Um, 
if I say that I was, you know, happy, that would be an understatement because this is something I had dreamed about for so many years. Yeah. Coming to prison as a kid, you know, all I had to look forward to was what lied ahead. Yeah. And when that day came, I went out with, with every intention on applying myself in a way that would ensure that I would be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was going great. Like the first two weeks I was out, I was coddled by by family, friends, you know, my network of people who mm-hmm. wanted to see me succeed, mm-hmm. uh, taking me different places, showing me the city. Um, but then life got back to normal for them as well because they had jobs, they had yeah. their daily routines that they had to, you know, to take care of. Um, and I was left to myself at that point, and I was left to everything that I had learned while I was incarcerated. Now, let me stop you right there. You said you left with everything that you had learned while you were incarcerated. Yes. Tell us a little bit about, before we get too far down the road, tell us a little bit about what your incarceration was like at that young age. You know. Okay, so so when I came in at 16, um, obviously I had to be bound over and tried as an adult. That right. was, um, you know, that was an experience within itself because it took me away from the juvenile facilities and the juvenile way of handling, you know, individuals yeah. to now I was being treated as, as an adult male in a penal institution. How's that an adult facility? At an adult facility. You were separated, of course, until you turned 18, until but you I, were at an adult facility, right? At an adult facility, okay, surrounded by adults, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that was, you know, an intimidating, you know, situation to say. 16 years old, I was 16 yeah. years old, you've heard all the stories of what prison was like. Um, and, and at that time, prison was still what a lot of people had perceived it to be, right? There was a lot of violence, a lot of yeah. rough, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You had to, you know, be a man, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, had that fear at first, you know what I mean? So once once I went through the whole process, um, you know, they, they classified me when I turned 18 years old and they dropped me at the Turner Center, mm-hmm. which is, at that time, was one of, you know, the roughest, the roughest the places state. that was in the state. So, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning, catching the ropes, I get involved in the cosmetology program there, mm-hmm. um, and was just blessed because of that. Because when I was, before I had got locked up, I was going to school and I was in the cosmetology program at Pearl Cone. So it was just kind of like a rollover for me. I didn't believe, couldn't believe that they had a program like this in prison. Uh, but I got involved in it, you know, and, and still had to deal with the ins and outs of growing up, you know, as a young yeah. young male in prison, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to be honest, a young white male, you have a couple yeah. of different options when you first come Absolutely. in. Um, you're either going to fight right. or you're going to fall, and, and right. fall into a situation to where you get swallowed up by the system. That's right. Um, that wasn't an option for me. So yeah. so there were moments where I had to I had to stand had up to stand for myself. Up I had to fight, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, went through that for a while. You know, had the bumps and bruises of, of growing up in here. But there come a time where I met a guy by the name of James Battle, who was also yeah. in the in the program with me yeah. at Turner Center. And we just started having conversation. He was like, "Look, you want to be a knucklehead all your life, or do you want to get yourself together and, right. and figure out, you know, where you want to go when all this is over with?" Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I really started buckling down and, and getting my focus on what I wanted my future to look like. Right. And so that was kind of the, the, the springboard to me taking a rehabilitative stance right. towards my future. Gotcha, gotcha. So programs by, by the boat, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've taken some, like I've said earlier, three or four times. I mean, not, not because I felt I needed them again, but because I was hoping that I would gain something that I didn't Each get the time, first time yeah. around, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, t- took full advantage of all of those programs. Um, and was released and, and while I was out there you know I, I started trying to apply some of these principles the first and foremost was the trade um, went to work for a guy that I actually 
I got my license with while I was at Turner Center. Mm-hmm. He's very successful out there in the barber world and has been out there for 13 years and, and doing well for himself. And he yeah. wanted to provide me the opportunity to get started in this industry out there. So mm-hmm. great opportunity to go into. Unfortunately, the location wasn't the best. So what I didn't know or what I wasn't prepared for when I got out was what real life experience was going to be like. In prison, I was taught to, to budget a state draw, you mm-hmm. know, and that's basically what they paid me to, yeah. you know, to yeah. work monthly. Right. Um, and as long as I could budget that, I had nothing to worry about. Yeah, because, in here, yeah. You know, I had, had a roof over my head. I had mm-hmm. food that they were going to provide. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about lights. Phone bill wasn't on me. Mm-hmm. None of these things that would be a normal thing in Life. the world for people. Right. I had to experience, you know what I mean? And no program that I ever participated in provided me with this knowledge. Right. They didn't prepare me. They they talked about balancing checkbooks. They talked about... But you had no real practical experience in it. No practical experience. Because they don't provide that in here. Absolutely do not. All right, go ahead. Um, And at the times that they used to provide it, they took those programs away from us. They took them away. You know, there used to be work release programs. There used to be things that put you in the community. That you could go out in the community and work and and get familiar with being a productive citizen. And deal with people who are out there living, right? The people that we have to live with in here are of the same mindset. Surviving, making our way through these days so that we can eventually return to that promised land we all dream of. Exactly. Um, that, that wasn't the reality for me. Yeah. I mean, when I got out there, the real world hit me in the face. Right. Within a month's time, the bills were mounting up. The barber industry, as, as lucrative as it is, is a very slow process for someone who's trying to get their self, themselves established in it. Yeah. So clientele wasn't coming. Days I would go to work. Nobody would show up at the shop. Yeah. And I wouldn't even make gas money, let alone enough money to pay my phone bill or my rent right. or my car payment or insurance. Again, all things that were foreign to me and right. didn't understand them until I started seeing these bills come in and I had to find a way to pay them. Mm-hmm. Um, in prison, we learn how to survive, as we said earlier. That's right, we learn how to survive. Um, sometimes you do things that, you know, that are just what they are, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to survive. You're trying to survive. Um, we don't have many options in here. You don't, especially right. when you when you, when you you have family and then you lose those family members. Right. My father was my rock, and I lost him about 15 years into my incarceration. Mm. So the last 10 to 12 years, I was doing this on my own, on own. With, with, with the people that I had established with, but their burden wasn't to provide for me financially. Right. That was right. my responsibility. Right. So that same mindset left with me when I left in May of 2021. And when I was faced with that, those difficult times, I resorted back to the survival. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's yeah. a saying that I, I've used many times. When I was thrown to the wolves, mm-hmm. I became a wolf. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily vicious and out attacking people, it. right? But that's what wolves do. They survive. Yeah. And when I was thrown out of prison, you know, as grateful as I was that, yes. I was thrown to a different set of wolves. Right. A set that I wasn't a part of the pack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. Prison teaches you how to survive. They don't, it doesn't prepare you for life, though. It absolutely Not in the way that people think. Not in the way that people think. But let me ask you this before you continue. Uh, what would you say to those people out there you know, in relation to somebody like yourself, a juvenile offender, that gets a chance to get out, uh, makes a bad decision, and ends up back in? And I want you to explain that process to what happened. Um, what would you say to those people that would say to you, you put yourself in there? 
situation. So you have to live with the burden that come along with it. What would you say? I would say you're absolutely right. We have mm-hmm. to suffer the consequences of the decisions we make. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the consequences of my actions, because the system is not designed to lift us in a way and prepare us, and because of the felonies that we acquire when we come to prison, right. they, they're not going to be as the same as it would be for the average person who, mm-hmm. who makes a bad decision. Mm-hmm. We can't make a bad decision and, 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 and shake it off and tomorrow no. get back on, on, our, on our focus, right? Because of my bad decision 25 years ago to participate in, in a crime yeah. that left a man dead and, mm-hmm. and a homeowner robbed, mm-hmm. I was still paying the price. And because of that, I get why people would feel the way they do, right? Yeah. You, 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 you're yeah, right. I, I, should, I should, you know, have, have made a better decision. Right. But... The old saying is, if you know better, you do better. Right. Did I truly know better? And, and, and no, you didn't. That, and you, that's you that's, knew what the system taught you. Exactly. What it allowed you to learn. That's what you knew. You were in survival mode. But go ahead. And that's and that's what led me to the position I ended up in. So right. you know, for six months, I, 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 I hung in there with my guy who had gave me the opportunity to shop, but bills were not being paid, ends were not being met, and I made a decision. Mm-hmm. I made a decision to, to to hook up with somebody I knew, and I got some marijuana. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Started started selling a little weed, and mm-hmm. that's what eventually led me back to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in March of 2022, almost a year after being out, I was pulled over, and I was arrested with 10 pounds of marijuana in the car. Marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, charged with a Class C felony probably the most humbling experience that I've been through even in the 25 years that I spent in prison because for the first time in my life I was solely responsible for a decision that has affected many lives not to take away from my responsibility in the role I played in the crimes that led me to my initial incarceration because I'm fully responsible for the decisions I made then and I never want to make that feel as something that should be overlooked or someone to feel as if um, I don't take responsibility for my actions, right? Um, but there were other people involved in that situation. Mm-hmm. No one else was involved in this but me, and I made that decision that has brought me back to prison today. Check this out, y'all. I'm going to stop this right here, and we're going to come right back with a part two to this. So check this out. It's going to be available soon, uh, and uh, I want everybody to listen and share this, right? This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the Crime Critic, and I say peace, y'all.